Hey friends, this is Anna with Identity-Based Nutrition, and I'm so excited about the topic of this podcast. It's one of my favorites, so forgive me if I get a little over-the-top giddy, because um, this podcast is all about how to work with your mind to change your body, and um, the reason I'm so excited about this is because when I first began working with health and nutrition as a health coach, and I was working for a local naturopathic doctor, and my clients would come in, and they two things were happening. They would either say, Anna, I know exactly what I should be doing. I have all the lists of the foods I should be eating, and I should be exercising, um, and here's the supplements I could take, and I cannot do it. I don't know why. Um, or the second scenario was people coming in and saying, um, I'm doing all the right things. I have been following the diet. I have been, um, exercising and the weight's not going away and I still have pain and maybe I'm a little bit better, but I am just not seeing the results that I want to see. And so this whole These scenarios just totally intrigued me and really pushed me to start searching for what what's what's the key to really having vibrant health and is it just about food or is there more? And as you probably know, there's a lot more and it's so exciting. And what is so exciting to me about this is that as I dug deeper into. what's going on that is a blocking us from being able to experience vibrant health that I believe to be our birthright. Um, not, not only that, but what really will empower us to be so excited about, um, health and truth that it's so motivating that it's more motivating than, than the, um, the temptation of eating the cookie or, um, giving up certain foods or deciding to exercise rather than, you know, sit on the couch and watch TV or whatever it is. What is it that would be so motivating that there wouldn't be striving and pressure and tension behind it? Cause that's not healthy either. What, what is it that would really light us up enough to get us super motivated to be the shining lights in the world of vibrant health and energy. Um, So what I started discovering was what I teach now. And I'm going to start with uh, um, the visual just to give you a foundation that I give to all my clients when I have an intro session, and you've probably seen it before, the anatomy of transformation, where basically our entire system is is kind of like a geode and we're made up in layers and the outermost layer is the body and that's the part that you know those clients that came in that were wondering you know like why am I not healing if I'm doing everything right that's the part that they're working with the the food and exercise which is important but it's only part of all the layers that make up our entire being and if we don't understand the other layers and we don't know how to work with them then we will be stuck with a lesser level of health than we really desire so the next layer in, imagine there's you know there's several layers, like kind of like a geode. When you cut, cut it open, you see all these layers. Usually the the deepest layer is these crystals that are beautiful, and the light catches them, and it's amazing. Um, but the next layer in is the layer of the conscious mind. The conscious mind, you're thinking. A rationalizing, analyzing mind, the part of you that decides, I want that cookie, or I am going to have a sweet potato today, or I'm going to go on this diet, or whatever it is that makes those rational decisions. And it's a fantastic part of our mind, but 
it is kind of like the iceberg above the surface. You've probably seen those pictures where you see this little tiny, like little mountain of an iceberg above the surface of water. And then you can see underneath the water and there's this huge, um, amount of iceberg underneath the surface. And underneath the surface is the other 80 to 95% of your mind, the subconscious mind. So a great way to think about this is think about like from your neck up is your conscious mind, your thinking mind, it's all up there and you're, you know, you're rationalizing and you're trying to make good decisions for your health. Should I go do yoga today? Or, you know, should I just, um, kind of bundle up and read a book or whatever it is, you're making decisions with that conscious mind. And that's from kind of the neck up. And then there's this other part of your mind that was the most intimidating part of myself to work with because I just didn't understand it and it felt wrong and messed up and, and it's easier to just like ignore it altogether, but it's the subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind is the iceberg underneath the surface that is your entire body. Your subconscious mind is not up in your head as much as it is your entire body. So this is why um, certain things going on in the subconscious mind will show up on your body. Like for example, someone says something embarrassing and, um, you, you feel your heart constrict or your, or you feel a knot in your stomach or you're the, you blush or, um, you know, you're about to, to try out for the school choir. And, and again, you feel that like, that like nauseousness in your stomach. And this is the subconscious mind, the emotion that's literally affecting our physical body. And, on a side note, there's a tendency in Western culture and in Western medicine to see the mind and the body and the emotions and the spirit as all separate from each other. But it's nothing can be further from the truth. We are so integrated as human beings, we just don't realize how everything affects everything. Our spirit affects our body. Our body affects our mind. Our mind affects our body. Everything is just affecting everything. And the more we know how to work with each of the the layers of our being, the more, and the more integrated we become, the more we become whole. And that's another word for the whole and healed are this, are are the same, they're kind of the, the two parts, two halves of the, of a whole. So, um, I don't feel like I explained that well, but, but basically healing is wholeness. And whenever you have, whenever you work with all these parts of your, your being and you integrate them all together, then, then you become more of a whole person and you feel that wholeness inside of you rather than feeling like, um, okay, I've got my body over here, food and exercise over here. Okay. And then I've got my, um, spiritual life over here. I've got my emotions over here. It's not separate. It's all connected. And the more we realize that it's all connected, the more we can heal. Okay. So back to the anatomy of transformation, outer layers, body, second layer in is conscious mind, Third layer in subconscious mind. The subconscious mind stores emotions, feel uh, emotions, memories, self beliefs, and the, this is this deeper part of our mind that we don't really know how to work with. It's kind of scary. This is also the part of our mind that sabotages us. Um, whenever we're trying to make progress and we're trying to move forward. And if that, this part of our mind does not feel safe to be slender or to actually heal, or there's a new idea, like a new modality that your conscious mind's like, oh, maybe it'd be a good idea to try, you know, emotion code or EFT tapping, but it's different. It's weird. I don't really know if it's safe. That part of your mind, if it's, if it doesn't feel safe, will sabotage you every single time. And then you sort of get stuck 
back at that lesser level of health than you really want. But the good news is there's a deeper uh, part of you, the deepest part of you, I call it your core, your core identity, that is this truest part of you. And I could, I could spend all day, we could spend all day using descriptive words to describe our core identity. It's, it's the spiritual part of you. It is the part of you that is um, what I call your natural state, your natural state of peace and freedom and lightness, um, the, the, the sense of the inner sense of joy and, and wholeness that all comes from your core. And this is the place that we want to begin to live from, but many of us get disconnected from our core, or we really don't know how to connect our core to our body. And then our mind is kind of in the way, if you can kind of imagine that. You know, if you see the layers of the geode and the innermost layer is your core identity and this peace and this wholeness and this lightness and this um, this relaxation and this uh, this uh, place that you want to live from, this true you, this inner glow, that you, and you you want that you to affect your body so that you can really shine and be your most radiant self in the world. But what you've got in between standing between you and your body is your mind. And the mind can, can be either your greatest asset or it can totally sabotage and hijack your results, depending on whether the mind is on board or not. So what we want to do is we want to learn how to work with our conscious and subconscious mind to bring it on board. We don't want to fight the mind because there's nothing wrong with the mind necessarily. Like it is standing in in between us and you know the body really being able to um, get on board with with our core identity. Um, if it's if it's if the mind is like not okay, <laughs> um, but the the main job it's really good to understand that the main job of our conscious and subconscious mind is to keep us safe. And if we understand that, then we know how to work with it rather than against it. We don't want to fight the mind. We want to get it on board. We want to calm it down out of the stress response that it lives in and um, bring it into uh, the the realization that it's just safe to be at peace. Um, It's safe to let go of the, the old programming that we've lived in for so long. So I want to talk for a little bit about that old programming. And what I mean by programming is um, the the social, cultural, I want to say environmental way that our minds have absorbed thoughts and emotions and beliefs from the time that we were born all the way till now. So I don't think we realize to the degree that our minds get programmed to believe certain things about ourselves, about life, about God, about the world. Um, we're being programmed constantly, like we're being programmed through the media and through the radio, through um, you know social social media, through people that we're around, through our thoughts um, that got stuck in our head from the past. There's this programming that we have gotten kind of stuck in, and it creates this loop that we live in. We end up see- thinking the same thoughts every day. And so we're essentially just continuing to rewire those thoughts in our head over and over and over again. And so no wonder we're not really seeing a change in our body because those thoughts are still there. And so they're going to keep sabotaging the success that we want or the the forward motion we want and and thereby the success we want with with our physical health. So um, it it really does help to know that um, 
90% of the thoughts that you think are not even yours. Like they really have come in through your environment, through the programming from the time that you were conceived to about the time that you're five or six. Um, your whole subconscious mind is just like a sponge and it's just absorbing your environment. So this means if you had a you know really great um, environment, then um, you, you, as a child, you felt um, loved and cared for then likely you don't have as many of the uh, negative thoughts or you know emotions about yourself. I mean, everyone has them to some degree, but just kind of depends on your your experience as a child. Um, but this th- that can also trip you up because um, you know I had a really great childhood in so many ways, but I did not realize the degree with which I lived in a constant negative cycle in my mind. And I thought, oh, I've had a great childhood. I should be fine. And that can really actually stand in the way of, of really getting to the healing that you want. But 90% of those thoughts are, are programmed into you. They're not actually in alignment with your truest self, with your core identity, with that, that um, truly spiritual part of you. They're not necessarily spiritual. They're just, they've just been programmed. And it's so interesting to note... Um, I'm going to quote Dr. Joe Dispenza here, who wrote a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself and um, a book called You Are the Placebo, and it's all about how to work with your mind to change your body. It's a fantastic book. He's an amazing person, and he's seen so many amazing results with people who have worked with huge chronic diseases and in a relatively very short amount of time have been able to use their mind to create an entirely new body. And uh, so the research is out there. It's fantastic. Um, but he says we think sixty to 70,000 thoughts per day. And then, again, it's estimated that 90% of them are not even ours. And thoughts are the language of the mind, and emotions are the language of the body. And so from all of those thoughts and those emotions and those experiences we've had as children and as young adults, and we, we've kind of formed or created an identity we, we think of ourselves a particular way, and we come up with a lot of I am statements, like I am, um, I'm just insecure, or I am angry, or I am this way or that way, or I am an alcoholic, or I am a whatever. We, we form an identity around so many things, so many thoughts, so many emotions that really are just programmed into us. They're not really even the truth of who we are. And so the, the job becomes beginning to notice these de- defeating thoughts that are literally creating emotions that change the physiology of our body. Let me say a little bit more about that. I want to unpack that. Since thoughts are the language of the mind and emotions are the language of the, mo- the body, when you think a thought that is... Um, is negative, like uh, you look in the mirror and you think, man, I'm so ugly or I'm so fat, whatever it is that, that you say to yourself when you look in the mirror that's negative, it causes a chemical in your brain that gets secreted into your body. That chemical, over time, and it's, it's a stressful, it's like a stress response type of chemical, over time is degenerating to the entire body. 
So different bodies will respond different ways to these chemicals. Some people will have chronic pain or chronic headaches. Some people will gain weight. Um, the body will actually form weight around these these emotional toxins um, in order to keep them from going to the organs. And um, it's really trying to protect you. That, that extra weight sometimes is really trying to protect your organs from this toxicity that goes into your system. And so these toxins, this stress response is incredibly powerful to change uh, the the actual physiology of your body. Uh, There's another doctor um, who wrote a book called When the Body Says No, and um, he he actually um, worked, he he actually researched for like 30 years the way that stress causes disease. And this was at a time when that was not uh, socially acceptable. It's more acceptable now, we think, in terms of, oh yeah, um, you know, stress can cause major problems. Um, but at the time it really wasn't, I'm trying to remember his name, but anyway, it, it left me for a moment, but it'll come back. Um, but he, but he wrote a book called when the body says no, and talks about how the stress disease connection. So our emotions, our thoughts and our, uh, create these emotions that send chemicals into our body, um, that change and, and degenerate either their life degenerating or their life generating. So what this is all saying is that within your mind is an incredible power to create. You are a co-creator with God in your life. Uh, whether or not you believe in God or not, you're, you're a creator. You're, you're wired to be that way. Your whole system is wired to create. So just really like let that settle in. So the thing is, you're going to create one way or the other. You're either going to be creating... Um, the 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 type of um, degenerating um, false negative you're going to be living in that old programming and creating that that physical experience in your body or you're going to be creating from your truth. So the more we clear out the uh, the old toxic identities, the thoughts, the emotions, um, the the. The things that are creating this um, this heaviness on our bodies, this, uh, this this emotional toxins, these thought toxins, the the more that we clear those out, and then we have a little bit of space inside to get in tune with our truest self, our truest identity, then we we can create towards the truth. So the journey really becomes clearing out the old toxins and then really getting in touch with the truth. So, um, going back to the, you know, when you were a child, you kind of think back to a time when you were like, it's probably when you were a child, when you, when you felt the happiest, usually we're children and we feel happy and light and free and we're not burdened with all the stuff that adults are burdened with. And so, you know, over time we have layered on all of these different thoughts and emotions, experiences, old identities. And and I want you to just imagine for a moment, what would, what would you be like if you had never absorbed the toxic thoughts, if you've never absorbed the toxic emotions, if, you'd, if no, no one had ever talked to you about aging, you know? I remember um, a, a friend of mine, um, this was a really interesting experience for me to know the way that the mind affects the, the body. 
Um, but I remember uh, when I was first, you know, I was, I was really getting into health and, um, and I was doing a lot of really great things for my health. And one of the things that really helped me a lot when I was giving up sweets and things like that is having dark chocolate. That was just my thing. And it was, I felt totally fine about giving up, you know, breadsy things and, you know, dairy and cookies and stuff like that. So long as I could have my dark chocolate. And then this friend said to me one time, you know, that chocolate makes you gain weight, right? And I remember thinking, I had no idea. Like I'd never heard that before. Um, and, um, you know, some people think, oh yeah, that's common knowledge. Well, for me, it wasn't. And I noticed something so interesting when I start, when I had that knowledge, that thought created, um, a, a feeling of fear every time I would eat chocolate. And then I noticed my body actually gained weight when I ate the chocolate. Now before I was fine, you know, I could eat a lot of chocolate and be, and not gain an ounce. And then suddenly, as soon as I knew, oh, chocolate makes me fat, I'm sending out the hormones of negativity I'm basically creating in my body. I'm telling my body, oh yeah, every time you eat chocolate, gain weight. This is the programming that we absorb that we don't even know that we're absorbing. So so just knowing that you have this power to create is, is is so empowering. And then we also need to have tools to do it. So I just want to talk about a few things that can really help you understand, um, how to work with your, uh, your mind to change your body. And there are, there are many ways to go about this, but a few things that are really key for you. Number one is realize that, um, when you're working with your subconscious mind, your subconscious mind's favorite two things are pictures and physiology. It doesn't understand the language of words. Like it doesn't understand that you want to fit into a size four dress for your sister's wedding, whatever. It doesn't understand that. uh, that. All it understands is relaxation response versus stress response. It understands pictures, a picture of what you are looking for, like a picture of yourself being burdened and heavy and weighed down. And like, if you're wanting to lose weight and you see a picture of your, and you're thinking of yourself, the picture in your mind is yourself all like heavy and lethargic. And that's the picture your mind, you're giving your mind. And so when it gets that picture, it's creating according to that picture because it loves pictures. It's the way it works. It's kind of like the universal language of the body. Or, and in, in this case of the mind, the universal language of the mind, and, and then therefore it's going to affect the body. And then it also understands physiology. And what I mean by physiology is it understands relaxation response versus stress response. So the more that you bring your body into a place of peace and that, you know, that deep feeling of relaxation, just like, ah, man, I just feel totally relaxed. That relaxation response, your body understands. And then what it will do when it's in that relaxation response, much more often than the stress response, because we tend to live in a chronic stress response all the time, when it is in that, um, that relaxation response, it releases the weight if there's excess weight to be released, it releases the, the toxins. It naturally heals itself. It naturally does its thing. The body knows exactly how to do this. We just have to get out of its way. We have to, we have to help the mind get out of the way and let the body cleanse, let it release the weight. 
um, by bringing ourselves by by helping our body come into that um, and our mind come into that relaxation response, that that really restful response. That's your healing mode. So those two things, sending that picture to your mind, and 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 it really does help um, on a practical level to use something like EFT tapping that helps bring your body to a place of peace really quickly. Meditation, certain forms of meditation, when you know how to do it. It is fantastic because it relaxes your entire being, and then you're you're in that relaxed state, and you're sending the picture to your mind of what it is that you're looking for, and what it is that you're desiring and wanting, and then you're creating that. Um, and I've seen this happen in my own life in so many amazing ways, and it just gets more and more exciting as I go along. I just get giddy every time I think about it, and now I love. EFT tapping or meditation or another one is eye rest. You know, my friend Rachelle does an amazing modality called eye rest and it's another great way to bring your body into a relaxation response and to work with um, emotions in a really conscious way. And so the great news here is there are many different ways to go about this, but understanding those two key things, bringing your body into a place of peace and then sending it the picture of what you want rather than what you don't want. Because um, we tend to focus so much on what we don't want and think that that's actually going to heal us when it's actually the opposite. We want to focus on what, what's right with us rather than what's, um, rather than what's wrong with us. <laughs> Having trouble wording today. Um, and, and we don't want to focus on um, all of the things we're not getting, you know, all the things that could be wrong. or um, That only causes more of a physiological stress response. We want to really hone in on Um, possibility and desire and that core like lightness and that peace. And from that state, that's where our best creative power is from that state. So that's working with the mind. And then there's also the aspect of working with the body, um, that, that really, um, it really helps if you're working with your mind and your body at the same time. So I'm just going to touch on this briefly because you can just work with your mind, but if you work with all the layers at once, the subconscious mind, conscious mind, and your body, you'll get results a whole lot faster. So that's why I encourage people, you know, don't go on a diet or anything. Just begin to eat foods that are congruent with who you are. So these are foods that are light and whole and water containing because your body's like 70, 70% water, at least 70%. Um, foods that are, have the most, the minimal impact on your system. They move through your, your whole body quickly. Um, the simplistic foods, this helps you, um, eat congruently so that you're in your body, you're kind of getting out of the way. You're again, we want to go to back to that concept of get, let your, your body kind of eat foods that, that will kind of get out of the, the way of the body doing its thing. When we eat really heavy foods or confusing foods, um, the body has to use all the energy to to actually digest and absorb and work with all those foods. And so there's by the time it's done that, all the energy is um, there's not energy left over for the healing work that that it wants to do and, and the giving energy to you. So just getting out of our own way by um, by eating really congruent, simple, live, whole, pure foods, working with our mind to get our body to a place of peace as often as possible. Any life practices 
um, that are congruent, you know, EFT, meditation, um, eye rest, things that these are all congruent life practices that will help your mind get on board with the truth of who you are. And then you just get to, you just get to relax and just trust, and trust that the the body knows exactly how to heal itself. It knows what's next, that you're going to get the spiritual and practical help that you need in order to have the, the, um, the health that is right for you in the timing that is right for you. So lots of this, after you, you do those things, it really just comes down to relaxing and trusting. So... I hope this has been helpful for you. As you can tell, I just love this topic. Um, there, are, there's so much help out there. Um, so if you need, if you want more specifics, get a session with me or a session with Rachelle or with Laura, who does Emotion Code, and start really working with getting your mind on board with your truest self, your truest identity, and really helping get your body on board so that you can experience lightness. And you can really not just know the truth, but you can feel the truth inside your system. That's what real health is. 